It is good to be together. Lord, I pray that you would be with Pastor Steve as he gets ready to bring to share his heart with us. Lord, I pray that in the at the beginning of this busy week, busyness that many of us are already in the midst of, as, as we get ready for out-of-town guests or to go out of town, uh, Lord, I pray that you would quiet our hearts and help us to focus on you this morning and to ignore that that to-do list and all those things that we have pending this week, then we would just put all that on hold for a little while this morning and focus on you. Lord, I pray that the, the things that we do over the next half an hour in here would honor and glorify you and your son. Lord, I just pray this in your son's mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. For those that were with us in Bible study this morning, uh, we mentioned uh, one of the prayer requests we were talking about was Jamie and the kids were home sick. A couple of boys were not feeling well. Uh, Ann got a text a little while ago from Jamie, and she mentioned she didn't necessarily ask for this, but I'm going to mention so we can pray for him. Um, Gavin, his temperature is about 103 right now, so he's battling a pretty good dose of whatever this is, so... Um, let's pray for Gavin real quick. Just ask God's blessing on his body. Father, thank you for the ability to come to you and to stop and just thank you for your blessings upon us, Lord. We come now asking for your favor on Gavin. We ask that you would touch his body, that you would bring healing, lower this temperature. Father, I pray for the whole family. I know they're battling this family, as many families around here are, and I just ask that you would touch him and return his temperature to normal and bring his body back to a place where he can function as he should and to be back to his normal self. Lord, I pray for healing and blessing for that family. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is Thanksgiving week, and if you know me, you know you've been around very much. You know that I most often, when it comes down to um, single holidays, um, a lot of times I do not preach towards that holiday. I just y'all getting that stuff from everywhere else. But this week you're getting a Thanksgiving message, <laughs> so I'm doing something a little different. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving today. When you think about Thanksgiving, I I, I, I want to tell you right now, I'm going to say something after we do this little time together, and I have no idea what you're going to say, and nothing I say afterward is going to be intended to make you feel bad. Okay, I'm not poking holes at you. I'd like to know what you're thankful for. I really would like to know, and I really am sure you are thankful. What I'm going to say after that, don't take it personal, okay? And now you don't want to tell me what you're thankful. <laughs> Who's thankful? Zach, what are you thankful I am thankful for my grandpa. I am. Because he has taught me so many life lessons and has taught me so much and there's still so much that he can teach me. And Amen. He is the reason that I'm here in this church because he invited me to come. That's great, Zach. Love that. I'm thankful for Grandpa, too. That's okay. That's okay. you got four more rounds to play before the day's over. <laughs> Who else? Who's thankful? 
Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm thankful for my family and the fact that we all love one another and get along. Lord, mercy, isn't that a great thing to be thankful for? I look around and see so much of that that ain't. So, amen. Yes, ma'am. I'm thankful for my family. Yep. My son and my daughter and my friends. Awesome. Awesome. Good. It's good to have friends, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> friends are nice. I'm thankful that God's always seems to be looking out for me when I'm here to see the things and throw my life in danger accidentally, but, you know. I'm thankful that uh, there was presence there when I'm uh, <laughs> on the road and off the road. <laughs> yeah, so. I know that. Amen. I'm, I'm glad he is faithful. Who else? Charles? <clears throat> I'm thankful for all the Lord's brought me through the last few years. Amen. 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 Where would we be without him, right, brother? Amen. Yes, ma'am. That's cool. Mom, moms are pretty good. Right on. Anybody else? I'm thankful for this church family. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm going to tell you what. I don't think we recognize how much we ought to be thankful for the church family if we didn't have it. I mean, I, for those people that maybe haven't had a church family for a while or whatever, I think it helps you to... But you, you've been here a while. It gets, it gets to be just, eh, old hat. So, but yeah, I'm thankful too. Yes, ma'am. I'm thankful for everybody. I'm thankful for Jesus being in my heart. Amen. That's a great thing to be thankful for. Miss Joan. I'm thankful for my husband. He's always happy, even though he's sick. He can't get around, but he's wonderful. I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful for you being able to be here today. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Anybody else? Chuck, what's up? Uh, I'm thankful to wake up every morning. And, Amen. And as she said, I'm also thankful to have this church right around the corner from my house where you can come and worship and have fellowship. Cool. Good to see you, brother. Thanks, man. Yeah, that last song we, we were singing about, the last couple of songs talked about the sun coming up. Aren't we glad it comes up every day for us? Lord? I'm thankful for the church here. Um, some of you probably know the losses that I had, and so it's just me. My son is in Missouri, but the parents, grandparents, husband, they're passed on now. So you're my extended family. We're family. That's right. Yeah, we actually have a couple of folks in this church who have really gone through it in the last year with COVID. Lori lost several in the group, all that close together. Um, back to back. And I know you guys have lost two right back to back. Back to back, yes. Mom and our sister. I mean, that's just tough. And we don't, you know, we don't, for those that, that, that maybe haven't lost someone to this pandemic, you know, we hear it, we see it, we know people, but when you start thinking about losing two or three people in your family close in time, that, that's hard. So it is important to have a church family, have a body to walk with. Anybody else before I move on? Well, I just think we should 
We have so much to be thankful for that we don't think about. It's like living in this country, being an American, having the freedom, even though some of them have seemed to have been taken away, but have the freedom to worship God and to do what we can do. We just are so blessed. We are. We are. And that kind of goes to my thought today that I wanted to start with. Remember what I said. <laughs> Sometimes are the things that we're thankful for really blessing. Hear me out for a minute. What would it be like in God's blessing to not be an American? Just that, I wasn't going to use that, but that's a perfect example. What if you were born in Germany, but you were born again into the family of God? Or Jamaica? <coughs> or Haiti? Pastor Steve, I was thinking about this week that some of the, besides some of the blessings, we should thank God for all the things after meeting a girl that just got diagnosed with, with that cancer. It's like, you can thank God for all the things that we don't have. Don't get the bad things. You know, right. I mean, you can do that wherever you are. Or what but, do we do about thanking God when we're the one the doctor says we have cancer? Scripture says, in all things, give thanks. Wait a minute now. You don't have to be thankful for cancer. But can you give thanks in all things? That's my point. If, if it's just, am I just thankful for the things that are convenient or make me feel good or make my life happier or better? then what kind of thanks is that? Being thankful in all things is not an easy thing, is it? No. That's hard. You know, you lost your mom, what, about a year and a half ago now? Last year. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to go through the holiday season last year through that first Christmas and Thanksgiving. I remember we, we walked through it, you know, that, that's tough. But be thankful in all things. Well, how can you be thankful in that loss? Well, be thankful I had her. Be thankful the relationship. Be thankful the things she's taught. You know, that's how you are thankful in the midst of it. Not thankful she's gone, or that you went through that, that tough thing, but thankful for all God brought. Thankful in all things. And that got me to thinking. So this is kind of where we're going to today. How do we have thanksgiving towards God? If we're to be thankful in all things, how do we do that? How is that? And I broke it, Ken, it's going to be a real simple message. I, I think real three real easy things. Thankful for things in the past. Now, if you think about it, if you, this week, think about the past, think about the present, and think about the future. Break up your thankfulness in those things this week as you start to go through the week. Think about things in the past. What are some things God has done for you in your past? 
How has God blessed you in your past? And again, it could be things that were really good, comfortable, made you feel better. It could be things that were hard, that maybe taught you some things. Hey, Zach talked about, Grandpa taught him some good life lessons. I can promise you not all of those were fun. I can promise you. I know some of those lessons. And they weren't all fun. But they were all beneficial. And you can be thankful for what you learned, even if the way you learned it wasn't great. Like how to fall off a dirt bike. Learn how to do that better. Grandpa right? didn't teach him that. Oh, he didn't teach him that? Okay. How about this? What's the greatest past thing you can give thanks for? I'm going to answer that for you if you're a believer in the room. I know most of you. He gave me life. But more than that, he gave you spiritual life. Because what would it be, Miss Miss Brand just said a moment ago, you know, thank God for our country, and I do, and I thank God for the freedoms, and the freedom to worship. But what good would it be to have life without spiritual life? You and I are walking around people all day long that have life, but are facing facing spiritual death. Separation from God for eternity because they've not been born again by the power of the Spirit of God. How much worse to be born and to die lost. I'd rather not be born. I'd rather be lost at birth because then I know I'm eternal with God than to be born and to live a life, the greatest life ever in this life, but to be dead spiritually. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 says, God made us free from the power of darkness. He brought us into the kingdom of His dear Son. The Son paid the price to make us free. In Him, we have forgiveness of sins. Boy, you talk, what a great thing to be thankful for. You born again today? You have been brought into the kingdom of the Son. And Christ paid your debt. You ever had something you couldn't pay? I I can remember one time um, Ann and I went to a restaurant. I think I probably told you. We went to a restaurant one time and we sat down. We were early. We'd just been married. And we were sitting there and we were eating. And it was a cafeteria kind of thing where, you know, you went through the line and you ate. And when you left the room, there's the register. You paid for it. She thought I had money with me, and I thought she had money with her. <laughs> Neither one of us had any money. Can't pay the debt. That is a horrible feeling. What you do? Well, I did what I can't do spiritually. <laughs> I snuck out. <laughs> I left her there, and we lived across the street, and I went across the street, and it was a weekend. This was before ATMs. And debit cards. So I went across the street on the weekend, and the bank was closed, and I rolled change, 
and came back and paid for it. <laughs> now, I can't do that spiritually. I can't sneak out and go figure out a way to pay my debt. Because I can't pay the debt. What happened if I didn't have money? We didn't just have to went to the cashier and say, I can't pay my debt. I'm sorry. I thought we had money. You get to the end of your life, you don't get a chance to stand before God and say, sorry. I want a little bit extra time. Come up a little. For every one of us that are born again, we don't have to worry about that. Your debt has been paid by Jesus Christ. When, when Paul wrote this letter to the church at Colossae, he was writing this letter primarily because of a group of people that were in that city. Um, they were called Gnostics. And it came from the Greek word that meant knowledge. And what they were saying, what they were telling people is that they had this, they had this understanding to having a, somehow a privileged um, supernatural knowledge. And that was what was necessary for salvation. If you knew enough of the Bible, then you could be saved. But, you know, Miss Brand, you don't know as much as I know, so you're kind of left out. You know, but William knows more than both of us, so maybe I'm left out. I mean, that, that's where this is. I mean, they, they, they thought that they had this, this, this extra special thing in their life. And he was riding to the city because he wanted them to know that their spirituality, their connection with God, their relationship with God was not based on what they knew. It was based on who knew them. It was in who Christ was, not who they were. And so he was telling them to be thankful because of what they had been given. This, he expresses this attitude of great of, of gratitude as, as a good beginning place for them. Um, actually, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, I think it is. Colossians 1. In our prayers, for we always thank God for you. He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Him because we have heard about your faith you have in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all of God's people. Your faith and love continue because you know what is waiting for you in heaven. Listen, he's saying we're grateful. I'm thankful for you because you understand who you are. It's not based in what you know. It's based in who knows you. It's based in the relationship you have with Christ Jesus. Listen, you may have been raised, I, I know some folks raised in some pretty horrific situations. We got some folks in our church that if they ever get around to being able to share their testimony, they're going to be able to share a testimony of, of horrific experiences in life. Now, I didn't have that. I grew up, man, I had it made. I grew up with great parents, loved my parents, they loved me. Financially, they were pretty well off. I had it easy. Was in church, got saved, fairly early age in life, raised in church, friends, was good looking. Okay. See who was awake. Hey, I, I had life 
pretty much by the table. It was easy. But I know some of y'all didn't. Maybe life started off good early, and you had problems later on. We, we got some folks who've got a testimony here about how they got off the track. They got derailed by life. Neither went through through really bad relationships or substance abuse or or just heartache in life. Even those people that have those kind of testimonies, if they've been born again by the Spirit of God, can you not look back at the past and be grateful to God this week? And say, God, thank you. I, I, one of these days I'm going to get James to share some of his testimony with us. He's got a great testimony about the hardship of life and how God used that hardship in his life to get him back on track and how God's blessed him. He's thankful for all God brought him through. And I trust me when I tell you some of this stuff I wouldn't want to have to go through. He talks about some physical pain that he went through. Some hardships that... that But he's thankful... In those things, because it was God's hand of blessing in his life. And that's all based in his relationship with who God is. God's relationship with him. When you look back at your past, even the hard things, if you're born again, you can be thankful. Because the fact that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. How about the present? How's life today? Life good? Life hard? You, you're going through what some of these others are going through? It's, it's not as bad as it was a month ago or six months ago, but it's still in rosy. Maybe you're in the middle of it right now and we don't even know it. For those that were here last week, you, you heard me talk about my sister. I had no idea. She was in that place. Man, I mean, you, you talk about knocking somebody over with a feather when I got that phone call last week. I had no idea my sister was emotionally, mentally at a place where she could take her own life. So many people around us hide what we're going through. We, we're, not, we're not able to, to open it up before us. So how do we be thankful in the midst of life? I talked a little bit this morning in Bible study about this being inside the, the strong hold of God. Being in the walled city of God. Being protected. Because we're inside where God is. And spiritually, if you're born again, you're inside <clears throat> But actively, don't we sometimes find the gate and get out and run around out here? And that leaves us open to the hardship of life? I think the best thing we can do to give thanks, to walk in this present time, is to walk in an obedient life of faith. You want to give thanks to God today? Be obedient today. Don't have to look back tomorrow and say, 
Well, I had this thing in my past yesterday, and I'm thankful in God that, that He brought me through it, but how about just walking right today? So tomorrow you can look back and say, praise God, yesterday was awesome. Because I was, I was walking obediently with God. Now, does that mean everything will be easy? No. He doesn't promise that. What He promises is that He walk with us. My, two of my favorite verses in all of Scripture talk about this obedient walk of Christ, or with Christ. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Paul talking to the Roman church, he said, So I beg you, brothers and sisters, he's pleading with them, because of the great mercy God has shown us, offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him. An offering that is only for God and pleasing to Him. I want you to think about that for a minute. Offer your lives as a living sacrifice only for Him. Can we honestly say that we're living our lives only for Him? I have to confess to you that, that that's not a confirmation that I can make all the time. A lot of times. A lot of days. I find myself living the day for me. Doing what I want. What makes me happy. I, I know you might find this really surprising. There are days in ministry when I don't like people. I, I know that's shocking. Because there are days that I'm sure you don't like your preacher. But there's just some days it's hard. You get frustrated. You get discouraged. I have great days as well. I have days where I'm encouraged, blessed, excited. But I have, you know, they're not as many as the other days. Unfortunately. And typically, it's because Somebody that I love and care about is not walking, living sacrifice. They're walking for their own desire. Now here's the thing. I shouldn't let that impact me, but I do. See, I should be able to be a living sacrifice so that I can minister to you with a grateful heart. Some days, I don't want to answer the phone. There are some people, not members of our church, that are active in our church. If you're watching online, it may be you. I don't know. Because I don't know who's watching. But there are sometimes, there are people that call, and I see their name. None of y'all. <laughs> and I think, maybe later, I just can't do it right now. And here's the truth. That's not a living sacrifice, folks. That's me wanting to be me. That's not me living to God. Because if I'm going to live unto the Lord, I'm dead to me. And I'm to be used by Him. Now, you know, I know that's the way we are. You do the same thing in the grocery store. You see that person over on that aisle and you say, you know what, I think I'll go check out sporting goods. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Because I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Offer your lives as a living sacrifice to Him. An offering that is only for God and pleasing to Him. Why? How? Considering what He has done, it is only right that you should worship in this way. Remember that past? I've been redeemed by the blood of Christ. I've been made right with God. The penalty of death and hell has been taken away from me. Considering that, answer the phone, Steve. Considering what God's done for you. Considering how God has made you His own. Follow Him. Live sacrificially. Be obedient. Don't change yourselves to be like the people of this world. But let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you'll be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You will be able to know what is good and pleasing to Him and what is perfect. The perfect will of God. You want to know what God's will is for your life? Be obedient today to what He gives you. Be obedient tomorrow to what He gives you. Be obedient Wednesday, Thursday. Be thankful in all those days. Walk with Him and He will reveal Himself to you. Remember the past and what God has done for you. Walk obediently in the present. Hope in the future. We sang this morning, Great is thy faithfulness. Praise God for His faithfulness. You know, I have to tell you, I don't honestly ever worry about the future. I, I don't worry about the future in this life. It's just, as part of this, my personality. But I don't worry about eternity. Don't worry about it. God has either got me or I am not God. Because what am I going to do but trust in Him? He is faithful. He has never been anything but faithful to me. I find nowhere in Scripture that He's not faithful to His own Word. I've never met anyone in testimony that can say, no, God just failed me. God just didn't do what He said. And I find a lot of people that try to make that claim, but what they're trying to do is twist God to meet them. In the future, you want to be thankful? Be thankful for the hope of the fulfillment of all of God's promised blessings. Romans chapter number 5. Verses 1 through 5. We have been made right with God because of our faith. Past, salvation, redemption. We've been made right with God. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the result of it. Through our faith, Christ has brought us into that blessing of God's grace that we now enjoy. This walking faithfully in fellowship and communion and conversation with God the Father, with God the Son, with God the Holy Spirit. 
And we are very happy because, oh, excuse me, through our faith, God has brought us into that blessing of God's grace that we now enjoy. And we are very happy because of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. You know, did you just hear that? You and I have the hope of sharing God's glory. Anybody understand what that means? I can explain that. I can explain that. Anybody know this verse? We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What is that? What does that mean? We come short of the measure of God's perfection. We don't measure up to God. That's what His glory is. God is His glory is He's perfect in all His ways. He's perfect in all He does. He's perfect in who He is. And we as human beings can't measure up to that. And so we're born again by the Spirit of God. And as we talk about so often, we become that bipolar person. We have the old man that's wicked and sinful and never does anything right. And we have the new man who is born again by the Spirit of God, birthed in us. Christ living in us was perfect and holy and righteous. And is the glory of God. And so what he says here is, you and I should be happy, joyful. We should be very happy because of the hope we have of sharing God's perfection. The Bible says that today we, we can't relate to God the way we should. We can't see God the way we should. We can't know God the way we should. We, we fall short in that ability. It's all veiled over. It's like trying to see through a glass darkly, Scripture says. It's, it's kind of a smoky look. I, I see God. I, I, I know what it says, but I can't really grasp it. But in that day, we will know Him as He knows us. Grab a hold of that. How does God know you? Perfectly. He knows everything about you. He knows your intent. He knows your thought. He knows your desire. He knows your weakness. He knows your strength. He knows your character. In that day, you and I who are born again will know God perfectly. We'll know the way He thinks because we will think the way He thinks. We'll know His desire because we will have His desire. We will know who He is in the same way that He knows who we are. We will be able to share in His glory. You want, you want to be thankful to God in the future? You want to look forward? You want to find a reason to have hope and to be, be, be thankful today and this Thanksgiving? Thank God that one day, because of what has happened in the past, because you're walking with Him today, you're seeing who He is in a veiled way, one day it's going to be completely unveiled. 
and you will know him in the same way that he knows you. He goes on to say in verse 3, he says, We are also happy with the troubles we have. Hey, listen, in this life, there's going to be some struggle. There's going to be some hardship. There's going to be some things that are difficult. Why are we happy with these troubles? Because we know that these troubles make us more patient. Why does that matter? Because this patience is proof that we are strong. And this proof gives us hope. Have you gotten through something that you didn't think you could get through? Lord, somebody said to you a year ago, a year and a half ago, hey, you're going to lose your mom and your husband. But you're going to come through strong and you're going to find family. You, you might have believed it, but would you have been there really able to get your arms around it? Miss Jones, as wonderful as your husband is, as awesome as Mr. Tom is, could you ever imagine walking through these days the difficulty and yet finding the joy in them and seeing this? Could, if somebody would have told you it's going to be this hard, but it'll be this good, hard to get your mind around that, isn't it? And yet, every day, you see the hand of God, you see the blessing of God, and you find the strength from God to enjoy the day. Even when you're wore out. Right? Why? Because our troubles make us patient and our patience proves that we're strong and this proof gives us hope. What are you going through today? What are you going to go through tomorrow? I don't know. But if you're walking through it with Him today, He's providing for you the strength the patience and the strength to prove the hope for tomorrow. And one day, one day, this hope will never disappoint us because God has poured out His love to fill our hearts through the Holy Spirit in us. Because of what God did in my past, I can walk with Him today obedience. Knowing that no matter what the difficulty is of today, I can be thankful because He's making me patient. He's strengthening me. And He's giving me a hope that one day all this is going to get washed away and I'm going to know God the same way He knows me. And that causes me to be thankful. You want to be thankful to God? Look at your past. Consider your present. Hope in your future. Father, thank you. Thank you for the great joy of redemption. Thank you for the hard, difficult lessons that we have to walk through in this life so often because of our struggle with obedience. But Lord, thank you that you teach us and you strengthen us and you give us a hope 
that one day we will be able to share in your glory. Lord, make us a thankful people. May that thankfulness pour out of our lives into the lives of those that we are around. May it pour out as a praise to you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus our Savior. Amen.